o aún no tienes la respuesta, necesitas mejorar tu inglés. Pero tranquilo, este verano, when the heat comes, tienes una gran oportunidad para conseguirlo. Apúntate a los cursos intensivos de inglés de Vaughan. Descubre la eficacia de un método que te reta y te sorprende y con el que sí es posible mejorar tu inglés en poco tiempo. Llama al 91-133-5833 o entra en grupovaugan.com. Do you Vaughan? ¿Vas a dejar pasar el verano otra vez sin hacer nada con tu inglés? Vente a Vaughan. Con nuestros Summer Impacts refrescarás tu inglés con los mejores profesores. Este verano hazte un Summer Impacts, un curso intensivo con clases concentradísimas y muy, muy refrescantes. Summer Impacts. Más información en el 91-133-5833 o en grupovaugan.com. Vaughan Radio Madrid 100.4 FM. Dear listeners, how are you doing? And welcome to another edition of the Daily Vaughan with your host, Nick Keats. So welcome back to another edition, guys. If it's your first time, then welcome. Thank you for tuning in. So this is the best show for you to improve your English while you get up to date on, on current affairs, on the news, on what is happening around the world lots of other little facts and figures and hopefully you have fun at the same time so the good thing about this show guys is we keep it nice and slow i try to speak as slowly and clearly as i can but i try to include something for all levels intermediate advanced low levels everything so there's something for everyone guys as i always remind you please follow the show with the vaughn application It's called Vaughan Radio. If you go to your Android or Apple store, it's free. Uh, you get interactive questions appearing on your screen. You've got podcasts. You've got extra information. You've got loads of stuff. So get downloading now. Also, you can follow me on Twitter where you can interact. You can send me messages, ask questions. And if you do not have my Twitter, then Juanjo, let the lovely people know what that is. <laughs> Tuiteanos, arroba I'm Nick Kit, o lo que es lo mismo, IM Nick Keite. That's right, so that is at, the little at symbol, I M for mother, N for November, I C K K again, E Y T for tank, and then E again. So, ladies and gentlemen, Uh, first of all, we're going to check out what's going on around the world. We're going to have a look at the headlines. So, Juanjo, let's do this. Yeah. 
Okay, so let's have a look at them. Let's see what people are talking about in the news today. We're going to start off with Christopher Marlowe. Now, um, we got Shakespeare, well-known, famous English playwright. Playwright, yes, yeah? someone who writes plays. So one of the most famous uh, writers of plays in the world. Um, now, there's been uh, there's been a lot of controversy, a lot of debate over William Shakespeare, over his plays. There are lots of different theories. Now, there's the, the standard theory that uh, William Shakespeare was one man who wrote all of the plays. There is another theory that Shakespeare worked with Christopher Marlowe. Now, Christopher Marlowe was another famous playwright of the time. He was actually born... Uh, the same year as William Shakespeare. And people say he was an influence on William Shakespeare. And some people believe that they actually wrote some plays together, some plays that only have Shakespeare's name. Now, there's also another theory that there was actually no such person as William Shakespeare. There was no one person. That it was a, a writing name. Uh, it was various people. It was a collective of people that wrote the plays, but they all just put the same name. Uh, scholars, uh, scholars argue about this. They look at, they look at writing style and vocabulary and things like this. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of debate over it. But now, uh, the reason we're talking about this in the news is that Christopher Marlowe has been officially credited as co-author of three Shakespeare plays. So, these are the Henry VIII plays. These are the Henry VIII plays. Christopher Marlowe has now been officially credited as co-author. So saying that, uh, <clears throat> saying that he also wrote the plays. Uh, so, this is a very interesting turn up for the books indeed. Uh, now, guys, before I continue, uh, you've heard me say it a few times. Sending out a very simple question on the application now. You go to a theatre, what do you see? Okay, you go to a cinema, you see a film, you see a movie, you watch a film, you watch a movie. But if you go to the theatre, what's that called? Hmm. Is it A, do you see a play? Is it B, do you see a works? Do you see a C, go? Or do you see a D, goes? Let me know. Is it a play, a works, a go, or a goes? Uh, let me know on Twitter if you do not have the application, although I recommend downloading it. Right, so yes, this is uh, Shakespeare's three Henry VIII plays are being co-credited as being co-authored by Christopher Marlowe. Uh, so that is a big turn up for the books. I say this quite often, a big turn up for the books. A big turn up for the books. This means a big unexpected event something happens it's surprising or controversial or it gets people talking it is a real turn up for the books often suggests uh, you know that people are quite surprised about it as well uh, so yes co-author of yes a lot of people um what people don't often realize is that shakespeare didn't write books he wrote plays and books have been made of his plays but he you know everything he wrote originally was intended for the theater uh, so yes, guys, I'm saying the, the answer to the question that they're very easy. I've, I've said it about a million times in this first story. So no excuses for not getting it right, unless you're not listening to the show. If you have got it wrong, then you need to work on your listening a lot. Okay. Uh, listening is the most important skill 
the first of all for a language, yeah? All skills are important, but listening, if you can't understand people in the first place, then you cannot participate in any conversations. Okay, so, uh, moving on. There's this, this craze, this, uh, this fad, this trend that has gone around. The, uh, the, Killer, uh, the killer clown craze. That's quite a, a tongue twister. The killer clown craze. This is where people dress up as a, a clown from, from like a horror movie. You know, like a psychotic killer clown. And where they chase people around the streets, uh, often terrorizing, uh, school children, young children, teenagers. Uh, this is a craze that has spread around the world. This is a sort of a viral, a viral meme in a way. So remember a meme, M-E-M-E, meme. This is something that you know, replicates itself. It's uh, on the internet. You've got memes. They're normally a certain photo and, you know, a similar type of comment is put on that particular photo. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you've got memes with, with celebrities, with people, just normal people that have uploaded photos. They're, they're normally a, the photo that perfectly expresses a certain situation or a certain emotion yeah um but then you've also got a meme can be an action okay a meme is um, memes come from uh, actually come from richard dawkins uh who writes about genetics about uh, evolution a lot uh, it's anything that makes copies of itself yeah anything that makes copies of itself anything that reproduces uh this is the theory that you know, gene, our genetic code comes from originally very simple organisms or very simple proteins, just like a single piece of protein that make copies of themselves. Yeah. And then also you've got behavior. So like, uh, a meme could be, you know, scratching when you have an itch. That could be a meme, you know, and it becomes popular. Or it could be an action, like in a, in a concert, clapping in a concert. That's a meme. You know, at some, some point someone did it. Someone was the first one to do it and, it's spread around the world. So anyway, this uh, this killer clown killer clown craze is is a kind of meme, okay? Because uh, people film them and upload them onto social networks and onto the internet. Uh, by the way, craze C R A Z E is an action. It is something. It's a thing or an action that becomes very popular. Yeah. So like, uh, I don't know, craze like smartphones became a craze and now. They were a craze, now they're pretty much well-established, yeah? This killer clown thing is a craze, yeah? Or uh, Pokemon Go, that was a craze, you know? Everyone was doing it. Um, and yeah, this killer clown craze started off as you know, uh, a joke, um, but I think everyone knew from the beginning that there was the potential for problems. There was, a cert there was certainly a high risk involved especially people who do it in the United States. You know, people have guns in the United States. It's not a good idea to chase them down the street pretending to be a psychotic killer clown. Someone's going to get shot at some point. And actually, unfortunately, in the news today, someone in Berlin has been stabbed. Uh, so this was a 16-year-old uh, guy who was dressed up as a psychotic clown. He was stabbed on Monday in Berlin. Okay, this was by a 14-year-old that he was trying to scare. Uh, so he had to be operated on, and uh, I don't know what state he's in now, but he was in a pretty delicate condition at first. So hopefully this is going to stop the uh, the killer clown craze. And we were talking the other day about 
a couple of parents in America who were arrested for leaving their four-year-old child at home to go and dress up as a psychotic clown and chase people around the streets. Yeah, they were they were arrested for neglect for leaving their kid at home. Also, I think it's terrorizing a lot of young children, scaring them, and it can lead to physical violence, as in this case, a very serious problem indeed. Okay, so remember, craze, uh, to stab as well, S-T-A-B, is to... Well, to stick a knife in someone, to stab. To attack someone with a knife is to stab. Uh, so that is what's happened today, in, well, this week in Berlin. Okay, moving on. <clears throat> the Catholic Church is in the news. Uh, the Pope has, the Pope has given, set out the Church's official position regarding ashes. Okay, so when you die, you can be buried underground. B to B U R Y is to bury. Is to put someone underground uh, or you know you could bury anything you can bury treasure you put it under the ground and cover it the other option is to cremate someone to cremate and when they are cremated they become ashes you know, so ash someone has been burnt or if a house burns it has ashes uh, the end of a cigarette that has ashes yeah in singular a s h in plural a s h e s ashes so the catholic church has given its uh, official stance on cremation and specifically on what you do with the ashes afterwards. So, uh, the Catholic Church has uh, has been you know has been for cremation. It has you know it has said that cremation is okay uh, for a few decades now, but they have just this week said what you can and can't do with the ashes. They have said that you cannot keep a person's ashes. In your house, okay. So they're saying, you know, it needs to be conserved. They need to be kept in a holy place, in a holy site—a uh, graveyard, a church, a cathedral. Also, they said that you cannot scatter the ashes. So S C A T T E R to scatter is what people do when they throw ashes into the sea or over the ground. That's to scatter. Yeah, to scatter means to, you know, to go from one place, a concentration of elements in one place and they move in loads of directions. Yeah. So imagine there's a crowd of people, uh, and then there's a loud bang, a loud sound. They, they might scatter. They all run in different directions. Yeah. And also you scatter ashes because you have them in one big concentration and then they end up all over the place. So yeah, the Catholic Church says, yeah, people can be cremated, but we don't want them scattering ashes. You also can't divide the ashes among different family members. And you can't just keep them in, the, in your house. They need to be kept in a holy place. Um, now, it seems that the main drive behind this decision is the church doesn't like the, the trivializing of the afterlife. They think that scattering ashes has become part of this kind of new age uh, approach to the afterlife, making it seem... you know. They, kind of not showing the respect that they should for the afterlife. Uh, so this is the Catholic Church and their new decision on the ashes after cremation. Okay, let's look at something else. Hey, Pablo. God, did you see the match last night? Wow, man, that was a complete disaster. I can't believe we got beat 5-0. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Fútbol, yo soy guacheret. Dude, from the first touch of the ball, we were just, oh my God, we did so badly. And the penalty round at the end, it was just, oh my God, it was so awkward. I could not even look. Yes, <laughs> the penalties. ¿Te gusta el fútbol? ¿Te gustaría aprender inglés a través del fútbol? Te presentamos Speak Football, el nuevo libro de Baugan que recoge todo el inglés que se habla en el mundo del fútbol. Consíguelo ya en cualquiera de nuestras tiendas Baugan o en baugantienda.com. Do you Baugan? Hello, Vaughn Systems. How may I help you? Hi, my name is Stacy Green. I have a meeting scheduled for this afternoon with Mrs. White. Could I talk to her or her secretary, please? Sure, I'll put you through. Hold on a second. Please don't hang up. All right, thank you. I'm sorry, ma'am. Neither Mrs. White nor her secretary are available at the moment. Would you like to leave her a message? Oh, what a shame. I really need to talk to Mrs. White right now. It's quite important. Oh, I'm sorry. The only thing I can do is take your message. I'll give it to Mrs. White as soon as possible. All right. Uh, just tell her I'm very sorry I can't make it to the meeting this afternoon because my daughter is not feeling well and I'm going to have to pick her up from school. I'm afraid we're going to have to call it off. Oh, um, I'm sorry about your daughter. No problem, ma'am. I'll let her know. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. ¿Lo has entendido todo? Si la respuesta es no, puede que tu inglés no esté a la altura de tu puesto de trabajo. No pasa nada. Tenemos la solución. Nuestros cursos intensivos residenciales. Durante cinco días convivirás con tus profesores y recibirás clases 100% método Baugan combinadas con conversaciones más distendidas con ellos. Por fin tu inglés estará a la altura. Los intensivos residenciales de Baugan también están disponibles en versión fin de semana. Más información en el 911335. 833 o en grupobaugan.com Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's have a look at this. I asked you a question right at the beginning of the show. 95% of your application. Uh, in a theatre, you see a play. The answer was play. So nice and easy, nice and easy. Um, but there's a second question coming up, so pay attention. Pay attention. I'm going to send the question out now. And uh, So listen up. I want you to look out for the opposite The opposite of a flood. Flood is when you have extra water in an area when it rains a lot and the rivers burst or something similar happens. You've got water in the streets. The, you know, people are drowning. You've got cars floating around. That is a flood. What is the opposite? The opposite is when it doesn't rain enough and everything is too dry. So you're going to hear in a second. So next story, Madagascar, huge island off the coast of Africa. Um, in, in Madagascar, there was a problem. Uh, people are suffering severe starvation. Having uh, There's a lot of starvation over there, lots of problems due to three years of drought. Okay, three years of drought. So, uh, you know, even, even when there's good weather, even during good years, in Madagascar, there's quite a lot of hunger. Uh, more than 90% of its population lives below the poverty line. Okay, so we say to live below the poverty line means basically you live in poverty. Okay, so it's below the poverty line. 
so I mean, life is quite hard in Madagascar, but when you have a drought, life is even harder. Uh, and the uh, Madagascar is being described as on the brink of catastrophe. Okay, so on the brink, B R I N K, means that something is about to happen. Yeah, you, know, you could say, well, he he's, you know, he's having a tough family life. He's working too hard. He's not well. That guy is on the brink of having a nervous breakdown. You know, he's on the brink of uh, of collapsing. Yeah. Well, you know, something is about to happen. You could say my my team is on the brink of uh, of winning the league. You know, they're about. It's just right the moment before something. I'm on the brink. Okay. Normally, normally used in negative contexts, I say, but can be used in positive contexts. So Madagascar is being described as on the brink of a catastrophe. So drought. D r o u g h t. By the way. Uh, so no excuses again, guys, for not getting the answer if you're listening. I've, I've even literally spelt it out for you. Uh, so yes, uh, huge droughts in Madagascar. Three years of droughts. That is horrendous. I'm guessing El Nino didn't help with that. Uh, hopefully, uh, the next coming year is going to bring more rain to the, to the, you know, to the drought ridden area. Okay. And moving on. Norway. Norway has caused controversy uh, by welcoming in U.S. Marines. Now, this is this is just part of the escalating tensions between Russia and the West right now. Um, U.S. Marines are coming to Norway. Uh, so this is obviously Norway is a key strategic position in the north of Europe, not too far from Russia, and placing U.S. Marines in there could be quite an antagonistic step between the two powers okay that is all for the headlines today guys remember what is the diff what is the opposite of is it a a dried b a segway c a drought or d a draft a b c or d a a dried b a segway c a drought or d a draft but enough about that let's check out something different Right, got a story here for you. So, a school in the United States asked parents to sign giving permission for their children to study the famous novel Fahrenheit 451, Fahrenheit 451, a classic book, uh, which has been slightly controversial. Um, some people find it controversial, its content. It's basically about a, a sort of totalitarian state uh, controlling what people do to such a high degree, they make people burn books. Because um, apparently at 451 degrees Fahrenheit is the temperature at which books burn completely. Now, uh, this story is about uh, a writer from The Daily Show, which is called Satire Show in the United States. Very good show. This is Daniel Radosh. His son came home from school and he had a permission slip and it was, uh, he, he had to get his dad to sign it before they could read for, uh, Fahrenheit 451. By the way, the, the author is Ray Bradbury. Okay. Um, yeah, this, now this book is kind of anti-censorship, anti-totalitarian states, anti-control of the population. 
and the writer found this hilarious. He thought this was very fitting and quite ironic. Um, yeah, so um, he says that he believes that uh, the book is not anti-censorship, but it's actually about the evils of television and state control. Uh, so he says, um, you know, like, for example, this book has been banned before uh, because they use a bit of blasphemous language. You know, they say damn, uh, which uh, especially fundamentalist Christians in the States found offensive. But he said, and quote, I love this letter. What a wonderful way to introduce students to the theme of Fahrenheit 451. That books are so dangerous that the institutions of society schools and parents might be willing to team up against children to prevent them from reading one so he's saying he's talking about the irony of this situation that it's a it's a book about people trying to control what others read uh, especially like you know in this case and this is exactly the kind of thing that happens in the book but happening in real life uh, so yes that is in the news right now uh, i think that just about gives me Time to move on to another section. Let's check out that technology news. Technology. Okay, this just goes to show that it's never too late to accept technology. A 9th century library, a library from the 9th century in Morocco, has gone digital. It is going digital to reach a wider audience. Now, this is believed to be the oldest library in the world. Um, and it is digitalizing in order to make its treasures available to the whole world. So it's, um, it's got loads of treasures in there. It's even got a copy of the Quran uh, from a couple of centuries before that. So a really old copy of the Quran. Uh, it's got about 20% of its manuscripts have been scanned so far, and they're looking to do more. Uh, so they've got 4,000 manuscripts on site. Uh, this is a very famous, very traditional site, uh, sorry, very traditional uh, library that is finally going online to get... It's, it's, it's a cultural heritage site, and uh, it's hoping to catch more Attention to get more people visiting and interested in the library. What else is going on in technology news? Well, in Holland, they have filled, they have revealed a giant vacuum. Why? What is the point of this vacuum? It is to clean the air. So this is a vacuum that is going to be, uh, be able to suck in air from a huge area, from a 300 meter radius and from up to seven kilometers high. So that is a huge amount. It's going to be able to treat about 800,000 cubic meters of air an hour. So we're talking about absolutely huge amounts of air that can be treated using this. It's going to filter out uh, all the dirt, all the pollution. Um, it says it's going to filter out 100% of fine particles, very thin, very small, very fine, and 95% of ultra-fine particles. This is a new way of, of cleaning up the air, making the air less toxic and less polluted. Hmm. So, interesting invention there. A huge vacuum to suck the pollution out of the air has been unveiled in The Hague in Holland today. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, before I run out of time, let's answer this question. The opposite of a flood, the opposite of a flood is a drought. C, option C, D-R-O-U-G-H-T. So a draft, D-R-A-U-G-H-T, is when you have air blowing through a room or through a building. So well done to everyone who got the answer correct. And if you didn't, no worries. Just make sure you keep studying. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Been a pleasure as always. I'll be back again tomorrow, one thirty, for more Daily Vaughan. Uh, until then, make sure you download the application. Make sure you listen to the pod, listening, and keep enjoying. And until tomorrow, tomorrow we'll be back at the same time, the same place. Just remember, a craze, berry, ashes, also uh, to be on the brink of. Yeah, make sure you keep studying and enjoying. So have a great. Enjoy it and make sure you study as hard as you can. Take care.